Bonneville is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. What up, everybody? I hope you're all doing well. This is the Spawn Me Podcast with Khalif Adams. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. I hope you are doing really, really well. I hope everyone is doing their thing. I hope you're social distancing. I hope you're taking care of yourself. I hope you are making sure that you are safe in the world. I hope you are all doing all the wonderful things that you can and what this life will give you. Uh, because you know what? If, if we really want to take a step back for a hot second, and look at the totality of what most people are going through on the planet. I want you to take a minute. I want you to look back. I want you to reflect and think about all the dope stuff that you have in your life. Take a moment to do that. I think it's worth it. I think it makes everything kind of wrap itself around in perspective. And I think that that's a, a, fanta- a fan- fantastic, a fantastic thing uh, to, to be able to do. So, yo. Massive love to everybody for coming through tonight. Uh, I started a little bit late. I uh, was feeling a little bit tired and, and, and kind of out of it. But, you know, the energy that we have in the chat right now and energy that we have at home on the Internet, you know, is a wonderful thing. If you missed our podcast last week, make sure you go check that bad boy out. We have a lot of cool things that are going on in that way. Uh, a lot of cool, fun things that got talked about last week. Uh, we talked a little bit about more of the uh, Xbox Series X and some impressions. Again, the uh, embargo is now up for fuller and larger and more comprehensive um, uh, uh, impressions in that way. Uh, So, you know, we have a couple of things. It's interesting because the way that Microsoft has done their embargo, it has made it a little bit more difficult to, for a small show uh, that we, that, that we are to be able to kind of get ahead of the curve. And it doesn't feel like we're kind of saying anything new that anybody else hasn't said already. Um, but we do have a couple of nuggets of things tonight to share, uh, with some of the things that we got a chance to check out, uh, and some of the games we got a chance to play, uh, and, and, you know, getting a chance to talk about all that kind of stuff. I want to say again, Massive love to our folks over at Fanbyte for always giving us the, the love that they deserve, <laughs> love they deserve, uh, giving them the love that they deserve uh, for, for, for giving us love. Um, and also, uh, got to give massive shout outs to everybody in Bercago for continuing to be the best community on the planet. Um, a couple of things we're going to do this week. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the news. Uh, we have a couple of things to get into there. We have a couple of conversations around... Um, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. There was a lot of lot of interesting conversations on the internet uh, that happened today around that. Uh, I'm seeing uh, some love in the chat right now. Again, everybody in podcast land, you may not be able to see this, uh, but I will tell you, and I will tell you exactly what Dr. Jones, who's one of my favorite people on the planet, is now slandering me in my cooking of my ribs uh, in our wonderful chat. So if you want to see more slander of me and my cooking, you should be here every Thursday evening around 7 p.m. at twitch.tv slash spawn on me to go check out more of the stuff that, that we that we have in here because uh, we have a lot of fun going on in, in all these spaces. So um, a lot of stuff to dig into this week for sure. Uh, we have a new segment as well that we're going to hit after the break called AKA, uh, which stands for Ask Khalif Anything. Uh, So if you are a fan of the show, you want to be a part of the show, uh, you get to do that if you leave leave us a voicemail. Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com. 
speakpipe.com slash spawn on me. That's speakpipe.com slash spawn on me. You can leave us a rib slander uh, email, uh, voicemail. I will play it on the air. Again, there's no boundaries here for what we can talk about in real ways with the, with the community and with all of you here. Um, I want to make sure that this is a place that we can all have fun and, and dig into everything that, that we talk about video games, life, all that cool stuff. If you have anything you want to ask me, I'm an open book and this is the place to be able to do it. So speakpipe.com slash one of me. We already have four emails. Uh, so I keep saying emails, four voicemails uh, for this week uh, of varying degrees of, of coolness and, and wonderful stuff that's happening in that space. So um, a couple of quick things that I want to dig into. Uh, one, we had a really interesting and fun um, uh, thing that happened to us in the show. Uh, we also have our fam in the chat right now, Zombie Kills, who got to be got to be a part of this as well. The folks from ABC reached out to us uh, alongside Kishana, Dr. Kishana Gray. Again, if you listened to our Blackademics episode way back in the day, like five years ago at this point, um, she was a part of that show uh, and, and she is brilliant for everything that she does. She is amazing and amazing at all the things that she touches. Um, so to be able to get a chance to do this thing with her was, was pretty fantastic. ABC reached out to her. She reached out to me. I reached out to Zombie. Uh, and we got a chance to talk about racing games uh, on ABC. Um, it's not out yet. Uh, it'll be a part of Good Morning America uh, at some point soon, uh, hopefully sooner than later, because then we get a chance to, to, to share it all with you. I have a feeling Zombie and I have talked about us doing a, a watch party. You know, maybe we'll do a co-stream where we'll just, you know, jump on and watch it with everybody, you know, folks who didn't get a chance to see it. Uh, we'll try to figure out how to get a copy of that somehow uh, when it drops. And and trust me, once it drops, we're definitely going to be sharing it in, in multiple places. So you'll be able to hear uh, our take on, you know, the conversation around racing games and racism in games um, in, in the space, which was which was pretty, pretty fantastic. Um, again, it's, it's difficult to talk about that stuff in a real comprehensive way, only because it has been a part of our gaming experiences for so long, you know, misogyny, racism, all those things have kind of been connected in those spaces as soon as the online world became a real thing. Um, so I think we handled it. We crushed it. I think we did a fantastic job. Uh, Zombie is brilliant as usual. Uh, again, making sure that, you know, she gets her due and Kishana is, is, is amazing. Kaylin, amazing and, and brilliant also who, who was featured in that and that grouping of folks. So really excited for that. I feel like that is going to be a huge thing for the show. That may be a thing that blows us up in a, in a way, probably good and bad <laughs> if we're being really honest about it. Uh, so I'm excited for that to become a thing. Uh, another thing that we got a chance to check out, or I got a chance to check out this week was again, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So a lot of people have been talking about that game um, I was at a preview event, uh, or a, I was in a preview stream, uh, is the way that these things kind of work now. There is no preview event to go to, uh, they basically pipe the gameplay into you and then send you a drive with all the stuff back. Um, I think the, the, the two parts for a lot of folks who are thinking about this, especially because it's going to be a part of the next gen lineup is, um, you know, how's that gameplay? You know, what's the, you know, what's kind of crux of what, what they're trying to do? What are the new systems that they're going to have in there and, and, and things that you find that are going to be kind of interesting in the way that you play it? Um, you know, again, it's set in a Viking 
uh, world uh, that's going to be, you know, kind of the land landscape for what those characters are going to be doing. Of course, there's all these different interconnected systems within Assassin's Creed, uh, but having the, 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 the kind of main protagonist and the main folks that you're going to be, be Vikings changes the way that that, uh, you know, particular game is going to wind up being. There's a couple of quick things that I wanted to share um, in terms of videos uh that i got a chance to capture of course you know we had like a long session that was like probably like two or three hours of playing valhalla um and you know you get the usual hack and slash kind of stuff and you get the you know the other parts of the systems that work together stuff you kind of already understand and know from an assassin's creed perspective um there were two things i did want to show off uh on stream and i'll talk you through it if you're in podcast land um, one of the major parts was actually around the customization of uh, Elvor. Uh, one of the biggest parts of the Assassin's Creed uh, series has been that they haven't really given you a place to customize your character in a way that felt really good. It's always been kind of like you throw in more armor, all that kind of stuff. And there was the, the biggest part of that conversation, which was around... Um, which was around uh, in, was it Odyssey? It might've been Odyssey. You basically couldn't switch between the male and female characters within the game. Um, and that was the thing that sucked because honestly, Cassandra was much better of a character. So, you know, I wanna, I wanna do a quick show of a little bit of some of the gameplay that I had. And you can kind of see when you're watching this, uh, if you're watching this on Twitch and if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, you know, what really came across that was fantastic was there are a lot of cool options for her. Um, I don't really pick the dudes in these games because they're kind of boring. And to be honest, uh, the, the, the dude who was in the game uh, prior or, or in this iteration of Assassin's Creed, his voice doesn't fit his body at all. Uh, so it's kind of boring. Um, and that part doesn't feel fun to play. Um, so I wanted to make my my version of, uh, of Eivor uh, into someone who looked super, super badass. Uh, so, you know, I have her with a shaved head, you know, tattooed up and face tattoos, all that kind of stuff. And it, and it just feels better for when I'm trying to make that character in, into who I think Eivor is going to wind up being. Um, so I was super excited about that. I feel like, you know, the, 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 the fidelity that's going to be in that game is one thing. It's a beautiful game. It really is pretty um, in lots of different ways. Um, and I'm really excited to jump back into it uh, when I get a chance to do so. One of the other uh, things I wanted to share was, you know, you have this major part of the game where you, uh, uh, you have to build up your encampment. You're trying to figure out ways to build the structures around you and to, you know, give you the, the people that you are going to be going into fights with a place to kind of stay. It, it's a, it's a way that the game gamifies, you know, you getting a shop or, you know, you getting a place to get armor or you getting a place to, you know, do the work of building up uh, encampments for some of that stuff. I think most of that stuff was done fairly well, but one, one aspect that they had is that you get basically like a hench person, uh, and that hench person, you basically can get to uh, customize them as well so that when you go into these larger fights or you go onto your ship, they all have whatever uh, kind of uh, physical uh, uh, decoration that you decided to put on them, which is, which is pretty sweet. I kind of like that part. Um, it's actually kind of dope that they let you do that. And the combinations of stuff that you can get on there is, is 
it looks really good. Like, I, I, you know, it looks like Vikings doing Viking shit, which, <laughs> which, which is pretty sweet and, and, and kind of cool in that way. Um, so I'm excited about what they're going to do in that space for sure. I think, you know, they continue to uh, build out really fun and interesting systems around each other. I, 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 the combat feels fantastic. We had a, a, a preview video up on our YouTube channel from before. And I think, you know, there isn't a lot different from that content than the content that you're going to see here today. Uh, but I do think that it is something to remember is that the game feels good and it looks really good. Like in terms of next gen stuff, if you're not paying it on playing it on PC, it's going to look really good. Um, and that's the thing that you should definitely be paying attention to in that way. Cause I'm really excited for, for what that's going to wind up being, um, as a game overall. Like I am very excited about that world. I'm really hyped about what they're going to try to do with those characters. I think there's a lot of just fun stuff that's happening within that game and that ecosystem and all the things that kind of touch it. Uh, so very excited about what they're going to be doing there, uh, because it's, it's, it's just fun. I'm, I'm just hyped for what they're going to wind up doing. Um, what else was on the what's that, what else was happening this week? I think I saw a conversation happen around um again the the Xbox Series X uh that I'd wanted to comment on. It was actually uh because it was one thing that definitely got talked about and that was not necessarily just the kind of preview stuff that everybody's been talking about. It's like, yeah, we know how fast things are. Again, we put up a video about how fast we saw things when we tested it, um, preview and review kind of stuff. There, there are no reviews yet because no one has review. Um, uh, they have not given us the ability to review it yet. Uh, we're still in the kind of preview phases of those things. Um, but I will say there have been some fantastic pieces of coverage. I think, you know, digital foundry continues to do the, the best work on the planet in some of those places. Um, we had a, you know, easy, easy version of that on our YouTube channel for you to be able to check out and look out, look at there. I bought a new TV to um, actually kind of take advantage of next gen consoles and the Xbox Series X uh, because I have one of those and I'm playing on it. And, and it, it is actually a big difference in some ways. I was playing Dirt 5, uh, which is a game that they have in their kind of preview. Uh, for us to be able to play like there are two basically two games that are next gen right now that you can play uh, if you have an Xbox Series X it's Dirt 5 and the new Yakuza game uh, which I have not had a chance to play yet I was playing Dirt 5 in 120 hertz so 120 hertz mode that game looks gorgeous <laughs> when you get a chance to play that thing if you love driving games and that sense of speed is there it all feels good it's all in the same kind of uh understandable language that understandable visual language that you can see when you're like oh that feels really good in terms of speed and things like that it's it's pretty sweet i'm not gonna front and say that it does not make a difference um because it acts absolutely does um and i was really excited to see you know, some other games that I got a chance to go back to and, and get a chance to play. So I popped in Gears 5 and that even got a bump too, which again, really, really dope. Um, and, and just lends to the idea again of just like what we're going to get during this, the, the, you know, next gen in a real way. Um, so very excited about that. Really, really hyped for the ability to to play games in that higher fidelity and even see games that I've been playing way before get a bump too. Uh, I think I jumped, I think I dumped into, um, Diablo, 
uh, and that felt faster and more smooth and things like that. Destiny feels faster and smooth, even though that you know they haven't even put out the optimized version of it yet. It just all that heart, all that horsepower you get underneath the hood definitely changes the way that that feels. So. Um, with that said, uh, we're going to jump into some news. I think uh, we got some stuff to talk about there for sure. Uh, and I think it's time for us to jump into the 411. So, the first story in the 411 for this week is all about Sony. Uh, Sony is part of most of the stories this week because they had a couple of different things they got a chance to talk about. The first thing was that they showed off the Sony uh, UI for the first time. So we now understand what the PS5 UI looks like, which I am actually pretty interested to see how that thing is going to evolve going forward i think you know one of the cool things that we got a chance to see was you know them dig into multiple ideas of what they want to do with this thing i, I feel like it's going to be something that we get a chance to uh play around with in a real way um and and get a chance to you know mess with uh, because it's really fun to be able to finally dig into and give an, get an overview about like what this thing is going to wind up looking like and, and feeling like in good ways. Um, they still have a little bit of the XMB kind of thing in there. Um, it feels like that is still a part of the the conversation in a real way. Um, what I did like and, and, and did feel was pretty sweet about what they were trying to do Um was this kind of card system that they have, which I think is really kind of kind of cool. Uh, one of the things I thought was brilliant about what they were trying to figure out or the, the connective tissue there as well has been they want you to be able to interact with the menus in a way that feels like you're a, like it's kind of part of the experience, even when you're playing the games, which I thought was an interesting way to kind of go about it. Uh, you know, you have your kind of ideas of what the UI is going to wind up doing and what you need it for. But what I thought was pretty smart was the fact that they have um, figured out a way to not only bring that into the space so that it feels like not only an integrated part of the experience, but it feels useful. So like you being able to look up specific things while you're playing the game is smart. You being able to you know, dig through and be like, oh, I took a screenshot. It's right here. Let me get that thing instead of having to jump through three or four different menus. You know, them having some percentages of like, you know, how much of this section of a game did you finish? Um, those kinds of things are pretty smart. Like, it feels like they have taken some lessons from all the parts of the conversation that they had prior um, in the previous generation and they're actually kind of doing some cool stuff with it. I think that that is pretty brilliant in a lot of different ways. I think the way that they've kind of looked at that conversation is, 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 I don't want to just use the word innovative. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I think it, I think it is, but you know, it's supposed to be in that way. Like it's not supposed to be a thing where you go backwards. It feels like each part of that conversation for them in a technical standpoint feels faster, snappier and all those things, which we have an expectation for. But the UX part of that conversation feels like they've really blown that out in a smart way. Um, there was actually a really great um, 
uh, tweet thread uh, from someone who uh, I forgot who it was, the writer over at, at Fanbyte uh, with us, uh, who talked about they are gui- they write guides for the site, and one of the things they kind of talked about was you know these abilities for people to within this UI system to you know find out where a specific thing that would have usually been a thing that you kind of like run to your tablet or your laptop to go look at to say like, whoa, well, this is a thing that I need to find out and how am I going to get to that part of the game? You know, a lot of people who are in that space were like, man, I wonder if that's going to be, um, you know, like it's going to get me out of my job. Like it's going to like take over my job in that way. Like it's going to make me obsolete. Um, and it was a really interesting conversation there that, that that person had in a thread um, because this is kind of what we want, though. Not, of course, not for those folks to go away, but for everything to touch each other in in good ways, or like everything to touch, each, you know, each intricate part is supposed to kind of like touch and understand that they're all looking at each other, and they they're, they're not disparate in that way. They're all supposed to talk to each other in real ways, um, and I kind of love that. I kind of I kind of love what that means in 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 terms of what they're trying to do for this system. And what they're trying to do with not only the UI, but I, it makes me even more excited to see how all those other things that we haven't had a chance to look at are going to wind up working together and how they're actually going to kind of make the experience on a PS5 that much smoother. Um, you know, uh, Xbox hasn't really uh, changed their UI yet uh, from the conversations that we've been having with them. There will be a change and that will look very different uh, than what you used to be, what you used to seeing. Um, currently on the system, um, it's going to be, uh, a, a, I'm hoping it's going to be a huge revamp of the tile system that they had from before. Cause I wasn't really a fan of, of that system. Um, and you know, I, I'm hoping for a big change there cause it kind of needs to happen. It's a, it's an outdated version of what that thing is going to look like. So I'm hoping in big ways that they fix that and that they, they make that to be something that looks and feels and, 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 you know, makes everything feel as snappy as the way the system actually works currently. Um, so yeah, I, I think the UI showcase was pretty interesting. You know, we still have a lot of stuff to see, you know, you being able to share your screen in a party is really fantastic. You know, you being able to do all these, again, interconnected things that don't take you out of the main experience are going to be pretty, pretty dope. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see what, they, what they've done there. Uh, and they are going to hopefully expand on that in, in, in big ways. So I'm, I'm ready for the, the next generation of all that stuff to happen uh, and, and get into the moving spaces that they're supposed to. Um, next story for this week is all about Sony again, uh, but this comes in the form of a conversation around a update that happened, I think, a day ago. Uh, that basically gives Sony the ability that when you go into a party for you to have that recorded and then if you need to share out that someone was doing something that was kind of booked up, you can and send that information back to Sony. Um, Or, you know, (laughs) it's it's such a weird thing because, you know, a lot of us in this space have been talking about for a long time how we need all the tools that we can for moderation. We need all, all the tools that we can to report bad behavior and, and, and bad actors doing stuff in that way. And it feels like this is the like least uh, like this is the least useful version of that part of that conversation, to be honest. It feels like 
I know who's in the party with me. I'm not going to bring in weird people into my party who I think are going to say some random shit. Uh, so I don't know who this is actually for. Um, one of the things that happens when this whole uh, system is now in place, uh, what happens is uh, when you enable the feature, it says voice uh, chat recording for moderation is a feature that will be available for on PS5 when it launches and we'll be enabling users to record their voice chats on PS5 and submit them to moder for moderation review. Sony said the pop-up you're seeing on the PS4 right now is to let you know that when you participate in a chat, with a PS5 user post-launch, they may submit those recordings to the PS5 console to Sony inter inter Interactive Entertainment. Uh, says, on PS4, users will see a warning when joining uh, voice chat that reads, voice chats may be recorded for moderation. By joining, you agree to being recorded. And PS4 owners will now uh, see the following explanation under about party safety in the console's party settings. Basically, they said, you know, we want uh, PSN to be fun for everyone, which is why we have a community code of conduct. Please be aware that voice chats and parties may be recorded and sent to us by others. By participating in voice chat, you agree to having your voice recorded. When behaviors that violate the community code, uh, community code of conduct are reported, PlayStation Safety will review the reports, check, and see if there are any genuine violations. These recordings will only be used for safety moderation purposes for Sony uh, by, uh, by PlayStation Safety. I mean, I don't know, right? It's like, in theory, that would be a good thing. You would want that stuff to be in a space where you'd be able to catch. Because the hardest thing is like proving that some real random shit happened on any of these systems. Like, again, if no one says a thing and you weren't recording it because you were recording your gameplay or if you weren't recording it because you knew someone was going to say something that, that just felt like you got that like spidey sense to be able to see that someone was going to say something real ratchet. There's no way, real way to capture that stuff. But also those people are never going to be in your party. <laughs> those people are never going to be in your party because you're not going to invite assholes into your party. So I don't know how that is supposed to be beneficial when most of that stuff actually goes into a spot that should be for public, public spaces. Those should be in all the public forms that you are able to capture that stuff and do that thing there where you should be able to like rewind time and capture that one thing that somebody said and then send that over to Sony for uh, the ability to kind of like have the moderation uh, team look at it. It's a weird implementation of a thing that should be better uh, that is kind of necessary and it should be cool to use, but it is really weird that that's going to be a thing in that way implemented on that platform in that particular way with that section. I don't understand why you would do that. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to put it in party chat. It makes way more sense to have a button that you can, you know, eject somebody out and then capture their ass and be like, yo, I heard that. I heard that shit. You said <laughs> up in there to be able to do that. That makes way more sense to me uh, in lots of different ways. I don't understand why they would do that one. Um, but Good on Sony for trying it. We'll see how it works. I wonder how many false flags are going to get because of stuff. Again, one of the conversations that we have uh, from a DNI perspective often is that in-party jokes may not be the same thing as out-party jokes. So, like, you could call me a name that I'm okay with because we cool. But if somebody else hears that thing that just ra randomly rolled up into a party, that may be the part that's actually kind of more difficult. One other thing I just thought about actually is that it's going to really make people lock down their parties and make sure that they're all always private. I know I've, I've played with industry people uh, behind the scenes and we play games sometimes together. Um, and sometimes people, you know, if I forget that my party wasn't private, 
I'll have a random friend jump in who is not in the industry who says ratchet shit and they will definitely get you cut. <laughs> and I do. It is not fun to be able to have to like try to explain to some people what, you know, those in conversations are as opposed to some of your, your out conversations. We have mad ratchet people in our lives. Everybody has ratchet people in their lives. And sometimes when you're playing with people, that's business. You're playing with people for business and you're playing with people in, in different groups. And sometimes those folks who are in those different groups, like that joint don't work. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, exactly. Black Kevin in the, in the, in the chat, he says, you know, I'm the only one that can call Kyle a baby shirt gangster. I understand what that comes from. That was from way back in the day from Character Select when we did our show back in the day. I'm not rocking a baby shirt right now. I'm actually rocking a nice Spacer's Choice shirt. Uh, thank you to all our wonderful friends over at Private Division uh, for sending me that lovely shirt. Um, so uh, we'll see what that means in, in real ways. I, I, I'm excited to see how they're going to massage that. I want to see what they're actually going to do. Uh, later to kind of refine that and if they're going to expand that into ways and, and then you have to try to figure out like how is that going to work when moderation doesn't work well like what happened do you get to dispute that stuff like do you get a copy of the recording that somebody else said that you said some random shit and then it didn't work out like we don't know yet there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in that space too um, to kind of figure out how it's actually going to work in a real way which I psh- you don't know is 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 real tight how that stuff is going to be. So, last story for this week is all about my boy Miles Morales. Miles Morales is coming through real strong with the dopest fade in the goddamn video game industry. Uh, his fade is looking real tight, looking real good. Um, uh, one of the things that I wanted to dig into because it was really fun and everybody lost their minds was the fact that you know in you know, this version of the game, he's going to have a companion. Uh, he's going to have a bodega cat that is going to help you fight when you get into to battles with people. I think that's dope. I think that's going to be pretty freaking amazing, to be honest. Like, the fact that you'll be able to get one of the, the toughest animals in the world to be able to fight with you in terms of a goddamn bodega cat because bodega cats don't care about nothing. They live on gumption and 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 strife and hate and and maltas and all the other stuff that's in a bodega that you could probably get. Like I feel like bodega cats are the last animal that you would ever see like become extinct. There's no way like cuz they're, they're a totally different version of animal. They're not like regular cats. They're like bodega cats definitely are the ones that will be able to tell you like, yo, that's a trap house that looks like a bodega because all they have is like old meat and bleach in the joint. So it's like, you know, how, <laughs> how, how do you get one of those to be like the mascot for the new Spider-Man, which I think is dope. I'm really excited for it again. I feel like this is really smart on Insomniac's point to be able to kind of get the flavor of what New York is supposed to be. And we know, New York is, you know, full of bodegas. Bodegas are one of the things that are like special to New York. It's the thing I actually physically miss uh, now that I'm no longer in New York. Like the the fact that you could just roll over to a bodega and then go get what you need, dip out, and then you know be on your way. It's pretty sweet. Like it's 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 pretty dope. I can't front on that at all. Like bodegas are the best. It's better than. Whole Foods by 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 far, but anyway, 
super cool. I think it's really interesting. Um, I would love to see, you know, what that means in real ways for other stuff within the game. Uh, game Informer has a big blowout about what other stuff is going to be in that space for that game. Uh, and they do fantastic jobs when it comes to getting like first looks at games like this uh, that are going to be something that we're all going to play a bunch of. So I am very, very excited for that. Uh, Mash shout out to Bodega Cats. Bodega Cats. Bodega Cats. Like, I feel like every cat that's been in a bodega knows how to do the bachata. Like, they have to. They just have to. There's no way that they can't do it, right? It's got to be a thing that they do. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited for it. Uh, mad, mad love to bodega cats in a real way. Um, before we get up out of here for... Uh, oh, shout out to Dr. Jones. Who says, big up, to, big up to Chopped Cheese. Yo, Chopped Cheese are the, are the joint. I can't front. Um, before we get about it here, we have a new segment for the show. Uh, something I'm actually really excited about and something that I've been trying to do for a long time now has been trying to figure out a way to get all of you at home to interact with us, interact with me even more during the show. A thing that I remember uh, from really old podcasts that I used to love and listen to was having all of you kind of call in, having the listeners call in and, and give us other stuff to talk about uh, and other uh, angles to, to dig into. And we're going to do a little bit of that with our debut of our first, a.k.a. Ask Ka Anything. So I'm excited. We get a chance to do Ask Ka Anything. Again, we had four wonderful people come through and hit us up with some voicemails. Uh, again, I tried to, uh, the first the first episode of this, the first version of this, I had to listen to everything beforehand because one of the joints that we got was real ratchet. It was talking about people poo-pooing and doodooing on the toilet. And I was like, this is not a thing that is going to be good content. I don't understand what you want me to talk to you about because all you talked about was how you had to do do. And I was like, there's nothing I got for that. Nothing. I have no, I have nothing for you having a boo-boo. Um, I hope everything is all right. I hope you, you know, social distance from your ass. And then you hopefully figured out ways to white, right? Uh, because that sounded real gross. And I don't know what that was about, what that was about. So um, I have no idea. No reason why. But that's what happens when you put the call out on the internet for people to send you content. I was like, wow, what is happening on the planet? So anyway, uh, we're going to try to jazz this up a little bit later, you know, try to get some good graphics for, you know, the folks' e uh, voicemails in a way that kind of displays that stuff really well on screen. Um, I'll try to figure out some captions for some of that stuff too to see if there's a way to make that work for that. And we need captions on the show in general because that's the thing that we need to figure out and make that happen. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited to do our first version of it. It's going to be kind of cool. We'll see how it works and we'll see if it gets done. So first one is up from our friend Jarrett Green. I think um, we had talked a lot about uh, crunch last week uh, because of the conversations between Paris and Jason Schreier and uh, cyberpunk. Um, so, you know, I was asking people, you know, like, what are your thoughts about crunch? Do you feel like um, the consumer has a way to affect crunch in any real way? Um, and Jared, uh, Jared sent over a really nice voicemail uh, to talk about that. It's really hard to say, Kyle, if I'm going to be honest, I think the consumer can, 
choose to embrace and accept news of things like delays and super long uh, lead times uh, and release dates that are years away, we can choose to accept that um, with some grace and with some understanding and empathy, but that's maybe the best we can do. Like when it comes down to it, crunches almost exclusively an issue of the people that make the game before the game is sold, before we spend our money. It's up to publishers to be realistic about their expectations and to keep developers in line as far as production is concerned, but it's also up to production and development teams to have really good resources to be able to hit their dates and make their milestones and hit their flagpoles at, at reasonable rates that doesn't involve All right. super so stuff caught up. Oh. deflating the morale of the people that are working there. Um, it, everything gets, you know, completely dissuaded and, and jumbled up when you start talking about who pays for what and what their expectations are. Um, but honestly, the crunch conversation, how to really prevent it starts at the top and before we spend our money, if we're honest. Uh, so I think that's a great point. Um, I it's, it's really interesting. And thank you, Jared, for putting that in, even though I botched it in the, on the live production. Um, I think that there's a space for that conversation in a real way. Like, I, I know a lot of people buck against the whole conversation about like, you know, uh, make decisions with your wallet. I think that there's a part of that conversation that still is valid. It doesn't hit everything because, you know, the companies are going to make the games they want to make. They have expectations and they have a whole bunch of um, different stakeholders that they have to, you know, kind of make sure that they are okay before anything happens for you as a consumer. I think the thing that I've, I've often thought about has been, again, do the, does the consumer care in a way to actually buck against the things that we see happening within the gaming industry that a lot of people rightfully are upset about? Like, it's not a, it's not a thing that we don't see people upset about on a consistent basis. Most of the people who we have in this space are actually really, really upset about that thing. Um, and, you know, you kind of have to be able to do it. You have to be able to you know, have both people on the inside working their angles to make that thing happen. You need, you know, uh, a groundswell of support from the people who are going to be buying the games to be able to say like, Hey, we hate this practice and we don't want that thing to, to work in that way. You know, responsible, responsible consumerism still should be a thing or you have to give people the grace to say, this is an issue that I really care about. And even if you don't care as much as I do, I'm not going to shit on you for not caring as much as I do. It's a weird angle because it is a thing that affects a lot of different people. It is a thing that is pervasive within the gaming industry. It is a thing that a lot of people would love to see go away. And sometimes it produces great work. And a lot of times it produces a lot of people's strife. Um, it is it is a, a thing that we have to try to figure out a good balance for from from a consumer perspective. I do think that we have a voice in that in that way. I do think we have a voice in the in the respect of you know gaming industry folks talking about that, like Jason Schreier has, and like Patrick Klepek has, and like all the other folks who do this work in a really good way on a both 
you know, on the investigative side and then all the other folks who are kind of on the influencer side, like everyone has a part in being able to say that thing, but you also can't expect people to be as mad as you about the same issues. Cause that's just not the way humans work. It's just not a thing that, 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 that works in that way. So good, good point from the fam Jarrett uh, over there. I would try not to botch the next voicemail uh, that we get from our friend over uh, Kyle Martin is our next voicemail. Yo, what's up, Chicago? I just wanted to say shout out to Spawn on Me, whole crew. I appreciate everything you guys do. My question is about the PS5 hands-on event and what your thoughts were. Uh, if you felt that was a comparable hands-on as the Xbox one and what your thoughts overall are. Thanks. Shout out to Kyle for that. Um, great question. I think that the uh, PS5 hands-on that happened in Japan was okay. I think it, it, there was there were parts of it that, that needed a lot of work. Um, but it's also one of those things where, again, like I feel Sony has not done a fantastic job of bridging the gap between the the customer and the company. I feel like even with this UI reveal, which was which was good, it was a thing that got no like advanced warning. Like it was a thing that happened in a state of play that just dropped. And then we just all had a chance to consume it. Not like that would have changed a lot of what actually was shown, but we had more hype about that thing coming from a possible Burger King reveal than we got from actually Sony, which was super weird. It was wild that that was the thing that was the way that we were like, are we going to find out about the PS five UI from Burger King and not from actual Sony, like, of course, they had a, a point in doing that stuff, but also super weird that that was a thing. I was like, I don't understand what you're trying to do. I, I, I still feel like I'm waiting for Sony to do a bigger, more comprehensive thing. I mean, it was like, you know, I was expecting Jeff Keighley to get some some love in there and like be able to show it. You know, Jeff Grubb had a had a had a whopper in in. In, in celebration of the, the PS5's <laughs> information and all that kind of stuff. Again, it's like super weird what's happened. Like this next, this next gen from a Sony standpoint has been infinitely weird. I am hoping that they're going to try to figure out better ways to do this stuff in the, in the future. Um, I don't understand what their, 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 their tactics have been. And a weird, and a weird thing is like, it doesn't even really matter to be honest because they're, pre-orders are up through the roof people are still super excited for it i pre-ordered one my damn self uh i you know i it doesn't really even matter they're kind of in that in that nintendo vibe right now where wherever they want to do it's gonna work um until we get stuff in in our hands and seeing like how things connect and how they actually like work together so they they can kind of do no wrong right now and it feels like from a consumer standpoint no one has said anything that's been otherwise that would make me think otherwise at this point. So good stuff from you, Kyle. Thank you again for, for writing in. Uh, next one is up from our friend B nasty. Hi, is, is this thing on? Okay. I think it is. Hi there. Uh, my name is Brittany and it is my understanding that the creator of spawn on me is a, is a fan of prune cookies. And uh, I, you know, I just cannot figure out this abomination, this, this love for this, for this, fruit cookie and and i was hoping someone could elaborate thank you for your time 
Shout out to uh, whoever that Britney person is. I don't know who the hell that would be. Uh, Britney something or other and some stuff and who knows who that could possibly be. Uh, I think that is our, our wonderful friend Brittany Brombacher from the wonderful What's Good Games uh, giving me shit about uh, fruit cookies, uh, a.k.a. oatmeal raisin cookies, which are the best cookies on the goddamn planet. Uh, that's not true, actually. I really do think chocolate chip cookies are the best cookies on the planet. But actually, I think uh, white macadamia nut cookies are the best cookies on the goddamn planet. Uh, but, you know, Brittany wants to give me shit, so I got to give her, you know, a little bit of business on that joint. So, oatmeal raisin cookies are, are, are fantastic. Anybody who says that they are not, they're liars. Uh, it, is, it is an untruth in lots of different ways. Um, I don't, I don't believe that that is, that is not the case. It is absolutely the case. They are fantastic. Uh, but I got to give Brittany mad love, uh, for, uh, I'm getting slander in the chat right now. Uh, people talking about how me talking about, uh, oatmeal raisin cookies is, is, is terrible, but I got to give love to, uh, you cannot ban wheels. Uh, I have to give love to. Uh, Brittany, uh, who came through with the voicemail and, and gave some love in, in, a, in a wonderful cameo in that way, uh, which is great. Um, last voicemail for Ask, the first version of Ask Ha Anything uh, is from our wonderful friend, Twitch star, master of all things Twitch. Uh, let's get into this one. Hey, Ka, it's Mary Kish here, longtime listener, first time caller quite interested to hear your thoughts on the entirety of 2020. I know we're not fully out yet, but as we look for the glorious ending of this year, I was curious if you felt comparatively to other years how the games were in general. Original games coming out this year um, and how you feel like it compares to last year and the anticipation of next year. Thanks. Shout out to Mary Kish for, for coming through on the voicemail tip. Um, how do I feel about this year in comparison to last year? I think this year has a pretty re, a pretty interesting lineup of games. I think that there are a lot of different things that popped up that surprised me this year. Um, you know, things like Wasteland Wasteland 3, or Wastelanders 3, uh, you know, Void Bastards was a thing, uh, you know, there were so many, so many like interesting small games that came through that I did not expect to be dope that were really fun. Like Battletoads was really fun. Juice Rage 4 was a lot of fun. Again, we have so many big games that are in the space that I think are going to come through towards the end of the year that everything is kind of like looking forward to, you know, November, which I think is going to be a big thing. Again, last year was. There, there were some fantastic games. I can't think of off the top of my head a game specifically that was like, oh my God, that was the thing that I wanted to play. I'm kind of looking through a, a quick uh, list of stuff um, just to see if there's anything that pops out for 2020 that was really brilliant. Besides, again, again, like we had some blockbusters. Like, of course, Last of Us 2 was amazing. Um, that was like still probably my game of the year. Death Stranding. Uh, you know, was a thing. Uh, let's see what else came out to this year that was like super dope. I mean, every here's the thing like, I think everybody was really hype about Fall Guys. I think people are still hype about Fall Guys. I'm kind of off the Fall Guys train. I don't know why 
it's not resonating for me in that same way anymore. Like I hate the fact that I feel like I can be skillful and still get screwed. Um, I don't even know. I don't even know. Um, so that game was pretty, pretty fantastic. Uh, Spelunky too might actually be, um, at, at the high parts of my list. Hades is definitely at the high parts of my list for, for game of the year this year. Um, and we'll kind of see where cyberpunk lands. Cyberpunk is supposed to be fantastic. I don't know what that game is going to do yet besides be really pretty and, you know, have lots of different trees. I wonder though, I mean, I'm really excited for that game. I know people hate on it and I know people hate the fact that it was made the way it was made, but I feel like of the games that are going to be coming out, I'm going to be sinking a lot of time into that thing because it's going to be so expansive. It's going to be so big and, and, and wild in that way. I, I, I don't know many, many other games where I'm thinking about it in that, in that sense where I'm that hyped about it still, even though I've seen so many different versions of it and had conversations around it and, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, I think that this year has some bangers in it. I, I you know, again, I, I hearken back to last of us two in a real way and say like, you know, how was that game that good in this year? And we still had so many other things in this year that happened. Again, it, it really is a commentary on the pandemic and COVID, how time has just changed in so many different ways. Uh, the burnt one in the chat uh, is talking about Spelunky 2 and Bleeding Edge and Hyperscape came and went. Bleeding Edge was a fantastic game that nobody played. Nobody played that game. I played the hell out of that game and nobody played that game. Hyperscape. I would actually say is probably one of the better BR experiences I've had this year. And nobody played that joint. It is wild. What happened in this year, mortal shell came out, which was a fantastic game and nobody really played it. Uh, flight simulator is actually like a technical masterpiece in lots of different ways, but no one is really uh, giving it love in the way that it deserves. A lot of people play it, but they're not giving it love. Like it should get, um, yeah, it's, it's really just going to see, like, it feels like everything is going to kind of go out the window until next gen happens. Like, even at this point now when I'm playing stuff, it's not as hype as it would, as it would be because I'm just ready for a next gen to hit. But if ready for that new console smell <laughs> and that new console experience uh, to, to get into my pocket, uh, you know, and now having one of the next gen systems that I'm getting a chance to play with, that has made that even worse. Uh, because now I'm just like, I don't want to play anything that's slow. Like anything that loads slow, I don't want to play that. Anything that's on that, like I going back from my Xbox Series X to my PlayStation 4 is a not great experience. I'll be fully honest about that. It is very, very different now. Uh, and I cannot wait for everybody else to get a chance to do that and, and, and be in that space with me uh, because you will see just how much that changes the way you think about the games that you are currently playing. And once those things get their, their boosts from whatever the hardware is going to do, it changes the way you think about that stuff in a real way. So um, shout out to everybody in the chat tonight. Shout out to everybody here in podcast land, everybody in Twitch land. Um, that is our show for this week. Uh, I will try to, uh, per our new of uh, uh, a launch date. We'll try to get this thing out for all of you in audio land tomorrow. Uh, it may come a little bit later in the afternoon uh, as opposed to in the morning. Um, but I tell you this, it is, uh, it's been a really fun week uh, to be able to, to be chopping it up with you all online and, and all those kinds of stuff and, and, and getting to talk to you all 
on social media. Again, thank you so much for the love about the ABC uh, thing that happened or will be happening once that goes out. I'm sure that's going to blow up a whole bunch. Um, massive, lo- uh, massive love to our folks over at Vin Porter. Uh, we're still sponsored by them. Uh, they sent us three amazing bottles of wine. Uh, we're going to be doing something actually really cool with them soon. We finally got our coupon code for all of you at home. You get 15% off. Uh, we'll be sharing that out on social media. One of the things that is actually going to be really dope is um, when we talk to them about what, what we wanted to do with them and work with them on, uh, two things are really cool. Um, so uh, if you think about Sponami and SOM, S-O-M, as uh, um, an acronym, uh, we kind of went through some different flavors of wines and kind of tagged those with the letters in our in our, in our name. So S is going to be kind of like for sweet or for Syrah or for, you know, Sauvignon, uh, no, for, for Sauvignon Blanc or, or some of that kind of stuff. Oh, will be for like oaky, oaky barrels that you're going to get. So the wines that kind of fit that, that taste palette, you know, M is going to be for like Merlot or for, for, you know, for other, you know, other kinds of stuff that are kind of going to fit. So we have a collection of wines that are going to be shared off their website from Vin Porter. Uh, and all the wines that you'll see in that grouping are going to fit one of those kinds of descriptors uh, in the SOM wine category. So some wine will be a real thing. Um, and the other thing that we talked to them about that is very specific. And one of the reasons why I was really excited to, to do something with them was we wanted to, have wines that came from vineyards that were run by or owned by people of color. So when you spend your money, that stuff will be going to those places and those folks who are going to be, you know, working in these spaces uh, that, that are, that are, you know, that don't have us in them uh, in real ways. It is very rare to see a, a vineyard run by black people or POC people, um, and, and, and we're going to try to figure out ways that we can connect with them, um, to sell their specific wines in our spawn on me collection. Um, so really excited for that. Uh, really hyped about doing that kind of thing. Um, I'm a big lover of wine. I love, you know, getting my drink on. I'm about to get my drink on as soon as I get off here, uh, and, and go get some of that right there. Uh, but that's again, like, when we talk about, you know, supporting our POC folks and talking about supporting black folks and, and, and being a part of the culture, it is an all encompassing thing. When I talk about that, it is not just video games. It's not just the podcast. It's not just the Twitch stuff. It's about how do we support each other? How do we, you know, get that money? How do we, uh, financially support each other in that way and support our communities in that way? Uh, and I'll be working with them, uh, to, um, build that out throughout the time that we're doing cool stuff with them. Um, so some of the ones that are in the, the grouping currently, some of them are not POC owned, but we're working towards that. So, you know, we'll, we'll be trying to profile some of those people as well uh, when we talk about it. Uh, so I'll be sharing, you know, whatever wine it may possibly be, show it on stream, talk about, you know, who those people are and see if we can do some, some profiles on those people too, so that you at home uh, can buy some dope wine off of some folks who are POC folks. So, Cool stuff in the works. Uh, a lot of things happening in, in the background. Um, again, thank you to everybody who shared out the the tweets as well about me looking for some tech sponsors for our 
new spawn on me studio. This is a temporary space. Is the reason why I got the green screen up right now because it looks raggedy behind me. Um, and we're going to try to blow out our basement. Uh, we have a new home. Try to blow out the basement. Make it into something that is very special and very unique in, in, in the Spawn on Me way. Try to make it an actual Bracago, if, 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 if you catch my drift. Um, and we, we need some help on that. So, you know, if you're a tech partner, um, you know, we need PCs. We need monitors. We need all that kind of stuff. We want to make that entertainment space look different because um, we want to do more content. That's not just this. We want to start to blow out our YouTube content in a real way. We need space for that. We need, you know, stuff for those things to happen. So if you can help on that end and you listen to the show or you know people who, who can help and you listen to the show, shout that stuff out. It makes it easy uh, and, you, and you help us do that work. So we're up out of here. Thank you again for listening to Spawn on Me with Kylie Adams. I love you all. It's been a fantastic show. Uh, oh, real quick, shout out to our friends over Kind of Funny for getting that, uh, getting that work with... Um, the dope folks from the Biden campaign. That is super cool. They're going to be showing off the Animal Crossing uh, island for Joe Biden and, and Kamala Harris. That is a huge get. We want to get Kamala on the show to talk, talk, to, talk to all of you about all the things that are in, in that space. I think there's some good conversations to have um, from a political standpoint that we'd be able to talk to her on. Um, and uh, it would be nice to maybe make that happen. So if you can also make that work, please let me know. Uh, much love, everybody. Have a wonderful night. Please take care of yourselves. Be safe. Be nice to each other. It was really nice to see so many nice comments on our YouTube stuff, um, on podcasts, and on and online. It felt really nice to, to, to see people being nice again. Uh, so continue to do that work, and, uh, and we'll see you all here next week, 7 p.m. Uh, PST on Thursday. Uh, we'll be on tomorrow, uh, Monday. Uh, for uh, the NFL game because they moved it from Thursday to Monday. Uh, so come back here at twitch.tv slash me to watch us do more cool stuff with the NFL as well. And leave us some voicemails, speakpipe.com slash spawn on me. Uh, and please don't talk about poop. No poop. Please no poop. All right, everybody. Have a good night.